Putting the scat in eschatology. It's the Drew Marshall Show. I look up and I see God. I look down and see my dog. Simple spelling, G-O-D. Same word backwards, D-O-G. They would stay with me all day. I'm the one who walks away. But both of them just wait for me and dance at my return with glee. Both love me no matter what divine. Hey, we're back. Thanks for tuning in. You are listening to the Drew Marshall Show. A couple more guests on our show. Uh, up next is Tom Baker. He's the author of One Dog's Faith, How My Dog Helped Me Trust in God and Overcome Chronic Worrying. You know, normally I wouldn't get excited about a title like that because you kind of go, what? And you don't. But I totally, totally get it. I do too. Anyway, um, okay, Tom Baker, thank you for joining us today. I know you've done a number of interviews. The, the first question I have for you is, if dogs remind us of God, do cats, are they from Satan? Cats, I believe, are from another planet. Thank you. <laughs> and they, um, we have one. We have a rescue cat along with three other uh, rescue dogs. And I do believe that cats are just waiting it out. They're, they're, they're all going to gather at some point and try to take over the world. I can totally get that. I mean, I really, I, I don't know what it is. It is, there really is a vast difference. There's someone that I should be getting along with really well right now, and I don't. And I think the main difference is, is that I'm a dog and she's a cat. Well, I, my my view is, uh, I feed my dog. I love on her. I take care of her, and and she loves it. I love. I do the same to my cat. I feed on her. I love on her, and she looks at me and says. I must be God. And the dog says, you are God. And that's the difference. <laughs> right. So hold on. What I heard you say is the reason that dogs help us think about God is because they help us feel like God. Got well, it. Well, I mean, think of dogs. Think of what they do. They represent faithfulness, trustworthy, forgiveness, patience, kindness, companionship. And, of course, the big one is unconditional love. Think about it for a minute. I, mean, I wouldn't really do this, but if I put my dog and my wife and lock them in the trunk of my car for 10 minutes, after 10 minutes, I open it back up. Which one's going to be happy to see me? <laughs> Isn't that one, well said? <laughs> one is going to lick my hand and the other's going to bite it. Yeah, yeah. So interesting. I remember... Uh, uh, oh, gee, I don't know. Okay, so I'll share this. I I was having a really, really tough, dark time uh, recently and uh, some fractured relationships. And really, the only, the only person in my life that actually seemed to like me was my dog. And then my dog went nutso because someone came to the door and jumped up on the... My dog is a 120-pound Great Pyrenees giant beast of a dog and went vicious psycho. And you can't control a dog like that by going... Now, Sparky, now, Sparky, just sit in the corner and think about your actions. So I gave the dog a kick in the backside. Now, when I say kick, you know, oh, should I go to prison? Should the dog be taken? No, it's just a, you know, it's a little kick in the bum, right? Anyway, sure. it turned out that I broke the dog's tail. <gasps> Ouch. 
Yeah, wasn't a ferocious thing. But I, and I knew that because the tail of the dog goes up and curls, and this time the tail was just laying low the whole day, and I went, mm. oh, my goodness, and I lost it. I went upstairs in my room and just sobbed like a sobbing person. <laughs> well, I, I used to say like a little schoolgirl, and I realized that's not cool or whatever. Anyway, and then... It was like, this is the last straw. This is the last person in my life that really liked... Anyway, it turned out that I didn't break the dog's tail. I just hurt it so that the tail was hanging down. But I felt really, really, really horrible because every time I come through the door... Can you imagine if we were like that? Tim, every time you and I saw each other on Saturdays doing the show, we greeted each other by wiggling our butts. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. I'm not sniffing your butt like no, a dog, no, not but just sniffing. wiggle. No, yeah, just wiggling. Anyway. Well, dogs cannot hide their emotions. Their tail shows everything. Mm. And, you know, if, if humans had that, we would act a lot differently. Interesting. I mean, I mean, dogs, what other creature in the world would go up instinctively or, or by assignment by God, maybe, to go lay down next to the bed of my 10-year-old because he's afraid of the dark and he wants somebody there. He just The dog just knows. Or, I mean, how does the dog know when my wife is sick or feeling bad or sad and goes lays down next to her on the sofa? She just does it. Hmm. And I don't know. There's something about dogs. It's a proven fact that they can read emotions. They, they know how we feel, and they can actually respond to them. And it, it, I believe, to, to me... I believe that God put dogs here specifically to show a little glimpse, a little glimpse of, of who he is. I mean, there's a billion of glimpses of, of who God is, but dogs are one of them. And if we just, I don't know, attempt to live a little more like they do, they don't worry, they don't, uh, they don't judge, they forgive almost instantly— and they just they do their best to serve and love, hmm. and that's a model. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I saw a guide cat. <laughs> <laughs> They'd walk you into the manhole, <laughs> that's right. and then laugh. Over this way, over this way. Well, you think I mean all the all the connotations of cats are bad. Cat burglar, uh, and, and that, but but dogs. It's like I work like a dog. Uh, you know, man's best friends or dogs. I don't know. Yeah, There's yeah. something about them. Yeah. Your personal story, Tom, and and the impact your dog had on your life during some dark times. Tell us about that. Well, I I'm I own a TV production company, and I have for uh, it's it's 15 years old now, and uh, it it was going like gangbusters every year. Uh, for about five years, business basically doubled. It was wonderful. And then about five years ago, the perfect storm happened. It just stopped. Everything stopped. The, the clients that I had either got promoted or left town and people replaced them. Budgets got slashed. Projects got put on hold or were killed. And I got caught kind of uh, in, in the storm uh, you know, I had a little bit of business savings, but uh, that went through fast. I had six employees. I had tremendously expensive equipment and loans to go along with them. And uh, at first, I thought it was just an, a, you know, kind of a downturn, but it just really went south. It went, business went to about a third. And I didn't want to lay off the employees I had. They were very good friends. They were tremendously talented people. I didn't want 
Uh, I didn't want company other, I mean, my clients to think that something was wrong if I laid off all my people. So I paid them instead of the IRS and got in real bad IRS trouble. When I got the visit of the IRS agent at, at my office, it was basically like staring the devil in the face. Uh, although he was tremendously nice, he, he politely informed me that uh, he could have my house and my cars and everything I owned uh, rather quickly. And uh, so I just fell into a deep slump. I mean, I, I basically was worshiping my success. I was worshiping my possessions. And the business and the success of that business was my identity. So as it fell, I fell. And I fell hard. And uh, the process was about a year and a half. And uh, I went into depression. I lost 30 pounds due to the stress of owing hundreds of thousands of dollars and facing financial ruin. Hmm. And my wife tried desperately to, to, to reach me. She was a rock through the whole thing. But And so at what point did you realize that your dog was actually having a huge impact on you? Well, I mean, in the midst of it, uh, I, was, I was, and I've always been a believer. I don't ever remember when I wasn't a believer, but I just wasn't believing what God was telling me. Uh, and had told me. I, I just I thought maybe he was angry. Maybe I had done something uh, to because I just kept praying to take this away, make it go away. I just I just want life to go back to normal. And uh, that was you know uh, looking back on it now a very silly prayer. But I did start watching. I mean, th- my dog was the one thing that kept being constant i mean she i I walk in from work i just totally uh exhausted and angry and down i was disengaged a lot with my family but the dog would come up and just lick my hand and just be so happy to see me i mean i'm still the greatest thing in the world to her (laughs) and i didn't feel like the greatest thing in the world but somehow she just kept uh trying to tell me that and the more the more she would attempt to love on me and try to distract me by, by I don't know, stealing my socks. <laughs> or uh, she would just do anything to try to bring, she would bring her favorite rope over and drop it on my feet and just look at me. And it's like, come on, dude, just play. Get over this. And so I started watching her more and more. And I, I really realized the one thing that the dog had that I didn't was today. I forgot about today. Hmm. I was always thinking about tomorrow. Dogs live for now. They don't. They could care less about tomorrow. And really, I mean, the only thing they worry about is is what's for dinner. And and if there's nothing for dinner, they'll scrounge until they find something. I mean, it's just they don't worry. Mm-hmm. Most don't. There's some do. Some are some are anxious and and have issues. And 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 so do we humans. But uh, I saw that. I saw that she just just lived for today. And then whenever I'd take her in the car, I would realize uh, that that was the absolute best thing of her life. If she got to go in the car, life could be over in the next minute. <laughs> she'd be happy. And she would press her nose up against the window in order for me to, to roll it down. And, and I, I realized what she was doing. She was just taking it all in, all the blessings that are out there everywhere. She wanted to get as much of those as possible, and I forgot that. I forgot that in the midst of a disaster, 
God still puts the blessings out there for us to have hope. I mean, just to see, just to experience, to know that He's there, and that it's it's you know it's there are blessings. And then the other thing that I watched was how she serves. How she attend, she will she will serve someone else more than she will herself. That's just and Mango is that kind of dog, where it she's not happy unless everybody's happy. And I realized that if I attempted to go serve to, to try to help somebody else, then it kind of takes a little bit of the focus off my selfish problems. That I didn't have to look very far to find that there are people all around me that are in much worse shape than I am. I mean, you know, the scheme of things, what I was going through is very minimal compared to what some people go through. And uh, I could use that actually as a blessing. I mean, I started realizing that my struggles can be blessings if I just let them. I mean, people who are going through something bad, if it's something I've gone through, uh, that was a disaster at the time, but I could help somebody else through it, then it becomes a blessing. And then when I look at other struggles that may come, then, you know, those could turn out to be blessings. At what, you know, what, what my struggle was, and I've done it all my life, is I was a worry. I worried about everything. And I came up with a definition of worry that is basically being afraid of something that will happen that I don't think I can handle. If I think I can handle it, I'm not going to worry about it. But if it's something that I believe I'm not strong enough, or I think it's going to take me down, then I'm going to start worrying about it. And I just finally started realizing in the dog's, I don't know, the dog's continual faith in me. And I just truly believe that God put this dog in my life to show me that there is faith, that he's faith worthy, and that I'm stronger than I think I am. Mm-hmm. I want to read a quote from you. Uh, so many people in our anxious paycheck to paycheck, 11 hour workday, microwave, outdo the Joneses, what about me society, worry about everything. Stop and observe a dog. They don't think about tomorrow, they enjoy simple blessings, are humble enough to eat off the floor, and love <laughs> without reserve or limit. That's it right there. Yep. That is well, it. What a smart guy. Who wrote that? Who wrote that? That's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Listen, I, I want to thank you for sharing this, for putting this together. I think, look, we've talked about this on the show a bunch of times, yes. how there there is some, we can learn so much from this species of animal, we really can. But Tom, I want to finish with this question. What other animal has the same kind of soul connection that a dog does. What do you think? Well, I mean, a lot of people, uh, I, I will not include cats in that. I think cats can be very peaceful to people, and I think they can be uh, a good companion and they can be consoling. I, I'm not, I love our cat, but I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's kind of <laughs> like, uh, if you want to pet me, come over here type thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I just, uh, but, but I think uh, there are animals in people's lives that are very attuned to our emotions. Uh, you know, I, some people say horses are that way, but I, I don't know of any other animal that is attuned to uh, our emotions and attempt 
to help with their, our emotions yeah. than dogs. I, I don't know. It's it's amazing. Tom Baker, author of One Dog's Faith, How My Dog Helped Me Trust in God and Overcome Chronic Worrying. OneDogsFaith.com is the website. OneDogsFaith.com. Tom, what a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much. God bless you guys, and uh, I, I so appreciate it. I'm very honored to be on your show. Wow. Really? He's I mean, talking. sorry. I mean, thank you. Thank he's, you. He's speaking like a dog right now. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I no, can see your butt wiggling, my... Tom. <laughs> and and Mango is wagging her tail as well. Beautiful. He, Must he, be. Uh, it, it's, it's so great to be able to spread. I mean, really, I used to worry. I used to be, I, I wouldn't want to wake up. I didn't want to get out of bed because I knew the day was going to be bad. And now... The joy is unspeakable, and I want to spread that. I, I get up every day going, God, let's get, let's do this. Yeah, Let's take it on. You and I, we can take it. And uh, I want to spread that. Nice. Nice. Good for you. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate your time, sir. God bless you guys. All right. Bye-bye. Tom Baker on the Drew Marshall Show.